Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We're on the ride. My apologies for the semi subpar audio on last week's episode, Bridal Babes. We're only getting better as we go, and that's just part of life. We grow as we go. And I'm grateful that you're by my side through it all. So new microphone, new headphones, new guests. Friends in the house. <laughs> Friends in the house. Um, so bridal babes, if you haven't seen this lovely face before, this is one of my best friends and was a bridesmaid in my wedding. Her name is Katie Rose Gherkin, and we are going to talk all things bridesmaids. Bring it on, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Um, do you want to tell them a little bit about your experience with being a bridesmaid? Just like sum it up. You don't have to get like into all the details, but just like. Yeah. I feel like it's even a geographically really interesting growing up in Texas and it was like these different waves of cultural shock like being 18 and then your friends are swiftly getting married after college and high school and then living in New York it's such a different atmosphere because people are more on the spectrum of waiting until you're in your 30s yeah um so the first wave came right after college and was I've seen just kind of every different expression of being a bridesmaid's which is really beautiful because it's all about honoring your friend, your friendship, yeah. and then kind of giving this testimony that you'll support them and the chapter that they're entering into by being there, um, them and their partner. But yeah, I think I've been a bridesmaid in four weddings. Wow. And they could not be more different. They have all been really beautiful, but just like level of involvement, letter of like having the bride care for you and you caring for them is so different and knowing people's love languages. It's definitely like bridesmaid really shows you how to be thoughtful in that way for Mm. each person and how different that can be. Yeah. And all of those different experiences are really going to help with all of the advice and the feedback you're going to be able to give on the stories that I picked out for today's episode. So I'm super grateful that we have, I mean, I've been a bridesmaid twice, but you've already doubled on my experience there. So... (laughs) It'll keep growing, both of us. Yep, yep. And every time, like you said, it's different. So that's also an important thing to remember, bridal babes, is every wedding is different. Every bridal party dynamic, every bride, groom, whoever you're working with is going to be different. So we just have to take it all with a grain of salt, right? Okay, well, with that, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. What's up, bridal babes? I hope you're ready to talk weddings with me in another exciting episode of your favorite wedding podcast, Bridal Buzz. I'm your host, Kat, and like I said earlier, we're joined by Katie Rose today, and we're going to talk all things bridesmaids. So, super excited. Bridesmaids are such a you know an important part of the wedding experience, whether you have them or not. Um, and that's something that we'll talk about today is this newer trend of just not having a bridal party. I still feel like there are, there are people who are like honorary bridesmaids and the people that you have closest to you in your wedding experience can shift a lot of dynamics of the wedding planning experience, the wedding day, your wedding celebrations. So we're going to talk all about it. We're going to get into little issues to big issues and hopefully whether you're a bridesmaid a bride whoever you are today (laughs) you're gonna learn something that will help you in your wedding planning experience so okay what do we want to read first 
Advice for first-time bridesmaid. Hi everyone, apologies in advance if this kind of post isn't permitted here. I am a first ever bridesmaid for one of my longest and dearest friends this October. I'm so excited and honored, but I've never done this kind of thing before and I realized I have no idea if I'm supposed to get a gift for her. I obviously want to and will give her something. I embroider, cross stitch, and was thinking of making something for her. But I'm already spending a ton of money on the dress, activities, and plane tickets. What is the etiquette as far as gift giving expectations? I have friends telling me I need to get her something off of her list, and I have some saying that it's not expected since you already spend so much money being in the wedding. Any thoughts? Thanks. I just did something because now we're in the baby shower season, mm. and a great way for bridesmaids to functionally and for your pocket honor the bridesmaid is doing things like Splitwise, which is an app where you can all go in and pick certain gifts and divide it up. They make it really easy. So I feel like those are the things that just kind of check that box so that when you leave, you're like, I did everything that I could. But I'm definitely a love language of personal and thoughtful. And I think mm -hmm. if someone has the skill of cross-stitching, whether it's like something small and making sure that you don't feel resentful, like even though you would never confess it, just having like, I feel like this is the least that I can do and just going from there. Yeah. Like just do the least that you can do and then build up and then in numbers if you can pitch in with other bridesmaids. Yes. I think that makes it much easier. Yeah. Those are two really great pieces of advice. I think not all of my bridesmaids got me something and I wasn't expecting them to as coming from someone who was a, you know, spring 2023 bride, like I recognize how much money is already going into just being a part of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so you being my bridesmaid is the gift. That's, that's all I need. Anything in addition to that for me, in my opinion, is a chariot on top, like mm -hmm. extra bonus addition. You didn't have to do that. Um, and like you got me, you were like, I've been holding onto this card for months. I saw it and I knew it'd be perfect. Like that to me means so much more than buying something random off the registry and it not meaning anything and doing it out of obligation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's another thing that in wedding season is so important to recognize if you're feeling obligated to do something or if you're actually doing it out of like true desire to, right. to do it. Um, cause you can feel it. I'm sure you got a whole swath of gifts and yes, the way that they hate you, it could have been like a little morsel of a gift, but it means more if it came from a pure place yeah. versus like a huge gift off the registry can kind of just like be added to a collection of things that mm -hmm. you get. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the thought counts, right? It's, and it means they have that saying for a reason. Um, and I think doing something handmade, um, putting time into something when you're already doing so much for your bride or your groom is like going way above and beyond in a way that's super beautiful. And I think your bride is going to remember forever. Um, but again, when you have two people telling you on either side, someone is saying, get her something off of her list. Someone is saying you don't, that's not expected of you. It's important to reflect on mm -hmm. where you're at in the, the situation, who your person is. Like, is your bride a gift receiving love language person? Cause if so, yeah. like it's going to matter to her. Um, in a way that's different than it would to me who like I'm more of a quality time just being there means the world to me yeah you know definitely. so I think knowing the couple is super important knowing your person who's getting married that is asking you to be by their side 
I don't think there's any right or wrong answer with this situation. Um, but simple answer is it's there shouldn't be any expectation, I think, because of the role that you're already fulfilling on that day. Yeah. And we talked about this yesterday, too, this idea of like you learn how to be a good bridesmaid and it is this mountaintop expression of love for friends and Mm -hmm. i'm always floored by how much people are pouring into whether it's a bride or a baby shower it is a moment where you do go above and beyond so if gift giving isn't your love language it is something that i think is worth investigating because i learned so much from your maid of honor hannah Mm -hmm. and how much she had premeditated how she was going to honor you and just really being thoughtful in each stage of how we were going to lift you up so I think it is something worth investigating because a lot of I didn't know how to show up for someone in that way that was so intentional. And I think it is higher than people would expect. Hmm. So even if it's just cross-stitching, like using the resources that you have, an investment, definitely, but just having setting the bar a little higher because it is a huge way. Yeah. And then you do receive back that love as you go through your life stages as well. Yeah. And it's a wedding too at the end of the day. Like it's you know, no offense to your birthday, but it's not just like a birthday you have every year. And so this is one of those opportunities where you do get the chance to get something special or make something special, create something special. Um, and again, just knowing if that looks like, you know, your, your bride is going to be the happiest person just because you were able to be at the bachelorette party and be there at the wedding. Um, or if they're like, wanting you to kind of do acts of service like if they're Mm -hmm. wanting you to show up in that kind of way on the wedding day i think it all comes down to who the couple is that you're supporting and what way they want to be supported in so top comment is i did not expect gifts from our wedding party because they were spending so much time and money being in our wedding that being said if you want to give a gift it's best to give them something from their registry or cash a gift should be for the couple, and off-registry and off-registry gifts, especially handmade ones, can be very hit or miss, especially if you don't know their style. Personally, I've gotten some cross-stitch stuff before, and I don't know what to do with it because it's so not me. Well, that's your personal opinion. <laughs> I love handmade gifts from people. There are some things where it's like, wow, thank you so much. I don't know yeah. where I'm going to put this in my house, but doesn't mean it doesn't mean something you know like definitely um so again i think it all comes down to the person you're gifting whatever it is you're gifting to yeah any other thoughts on that no it's beautiful having the comments too because we are friends because a lot of our love languages sing to one another (laughs) in harmony um and i think it is helpful to have people who are being robustly honest yeah yeah and a different perspective everybody has their own perspective so the next one says a heartfelt card is plenty a gift is never required regardless if you are a regular guest or a bridesmaid if you want to give something in addition get a physical gift from their registry that you are comfortable spending something homemade is great too you also have 12 months from the wedding day to send a gift if you want to wait until you are in a better financial position Mm. oh that's an interesting to throw in I think also people usually have, like, I always pick the unique thing. And you can chip in usually, like, give $100 for something. Mm-hmm. But they'll have, like, a trip or, like, a photo memory. And that's more, that speaks to me more than, like, a Cuisinart thing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it yeah. feels so bizarre giving this gift, even yes. if they need it. Yeah. And and that's a bride, bride tip. 
have a diverse amount of options, mm-hmm. a range of options on your registry. Um, because in my situation, it didn't actually matter what the gift was. You could exchange it for cash. You could exchange it for a gift on your registry. So if you give people like that variety of price options, cash donation, physical objects, then at least the person giving the gift feels um, more attached to it. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I'm giving what I want to give you. But then it's right. like, actually, I'm going to convert that toaster oven into $200 toward my honeymoon because I want a spa day. And that's on the couple to decide. And I'm glad that they had that option because I ended up doing that a couple of times. (laughs) Like, actually, I think I just want the money. So shout out to Zola. Thanks for that option. Um, I don't know if they offer it on other registries, so don't hold me to it. The post-wedding gift thing is also that's totally an option if you don't feel like you're in the financial place to give the kind of gift that you want to give Mm -hmm. during the actual wedding season you can always do it after i don't think there's and we talked about this on the last episode i don't think there's ever a time where it's too late to give somebody a gift and say hey i really wanted to honor you in this way or celebrate you in this way sorry it's a year late sorry it's even two years late like Mm -hmm. who's gonna be like "Mm, sorry i can't accept that yeah and then it stands out (laughs) Uh-huh. You got one there you go. Many. You yeah, a new season. Yes, exactly. You're you're a more memorable gift giver at that yes. point. <laughs> that covered a good first time bridesmaid question. Let's go. I feel like there's always someone who's not happy with the dress options or like the color or Opinions, yes galore. which is totally valid because it's your body and you're wearing that outfit like you yes. know so especially if it's a very specific vision yes i mean i had a, like the same dress for everyone because mm-hmm. you had so many options yeah. and let everyone express themselves so uniquely which is yeah cool. i'm grateful that i had that but it's also like not everybody maybe wanted to wear a pantsuit and i said so sorry you're gonna have to wear a pantsuit <laughs> And so there's always going to be, no matter what, even if I'm the cool, like, I think I'm the coolest bride ever. Someone in my bridal party is like, oh, can I please just wear a dress? <laughs> and the color I picked is like this color pink and it's not everybody's color, you know, but everyone looked great. That's so fact. that's what matters most. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So title is Bridesmaid Dress Drama. I am a little frazzled right now, so I'm taking to Reddit for help because I don't know what to do. I'm supposed to be a bridesmaid for my friend next month. It is quite literally across the country and we are spending a grand just to get there, which is a pretty big deal for us. I had to wait till quite late to get my dress because of budget reasons, and it arrived today and does not fit. I am plus sized and the dress is from a brand that does not have any other size option. It is not able to be altered. There is one other bridesmaid who is also plus-sized, and she's pregnant, but she has decided to just get shapewear and take her pass that the dress doesn't fit right because she's pregnant. I don't think I can handle the humiliation of wearing the dress, and the wedding is in three weeks. I'm having a full-blown panic attack. Any insight would be appreciated. I read the title, but I didn't read all the details of this one. That's hard, and that's a very specific problem because she's required to get a dress from this designer who doesn't have her size like that's painful 
And it depends on, you know, the bride. Some brides like can't be bothered and some are super flexible. And I think you mean when it's like a no go and it's this option's not working. I think, yeah, you have to communicate with the bride and just like leaning into available options. So being like either or like either I get another design dress or and fill in the blank. Yeah. Like you're at least meeting the bride with options. Yeah, being proactive and showing Because she doesn't want to come up with things probably. She's so busy. Yes. As a, yeah. When you're three weeks out from your wedding, it's okay to be presented with issues, but it's very hard to make a rational decision about those issues that are coming up. And so the softer you can give that blow with like already, already having solutions and you know being understanding with whatever the bride is going to react with is very helpful to make sure that everyone is like feeling zen (laughs) yeah Yeah. calm cool collected yeah how you present it is how it will be received at a start level like if you come frantic to the bride she is going to probably mirror that to you Mm -hmm. so coming with options like very constructive and positive even though in the situation there's little bit of lack of sight from you know to not to just assume that this is going to work for everyone yes but having the empathy to be like this is not about me this is about the bride even though that is something to be taken personal usually in every day life but mm-hmm. yeah just it's a selfless season around the wedding and it it's is. a really good practice for everyone yes so to good be, opportunity yeah to practice that selflessness but it is like Yes. So I think a proactive response would be to find a couple of other dresses that are similar to whatever it is this bride was looking for and say, here, here is what I can get. Like you were saying, like, these are like, either I don't wear a dress or (laughs) I wear one of these dresses. (laughs) Like it's not going to like, we can't wear a dress that doesn't fit us. None of us want to do that. And like no bride should make their bridesmaid feel uncomfortable in that kind of way. So when, if your option is either find a new dress or don't, you know, don't stand up there in the the matching outfits and stuff like that, then let's do our best to try and find a new dress that uh, the bride would be just as happy with. Mm -hmm. And at this point in her wedding planning process, there's so many things that are like out of your control that you just have to be okay. So brides, if this happens to you, just know it's going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. one dress being, you know, a little bit lighter in shade or it, I don't know, just not being perfectly in tune with the others. It's going to be okay. Um, I think what's more important is your relationship with the right. bridesmaid and if you are so stuck on not wanting to have certain pictures because you want everything to look a certain way, like you can go about that a couple different ways. You don't have to take the pictures with that one bridesmaid. Just tell her, Hey, sorry, you're going to have to sit a couple of these out. That's on you. That's your decision. Mm -hmm. Or you can just decide to get over it. (laughs) Up to you to decide what path you want to take in this life. Um, And what's more important, having your best friend in the pictures or them wearing, you know, the perfect shade of champagne satin. Like, so 
you know, and in, in the moment, it can seem like it's the biggest problem in the world, but you just have to let go of those things that are not in your control and figure out how you respond from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they don't say much about what the designer is, where, what the website was, any other kind of guidelines that the bride gave them. But I hope that this bridesmaid is feeling a little bit more settled and not having a panic attack. This was a little while ago um, and there wasn't an update, but the top comment says, talk to the bride. Yeah, no emotion, just communication. Exactly. Like into lots of paths. Yeah, you can't fix the dress not being in your size. The bride, you know, maybe should have done a little bit more research Mm -hmm. on the dress designer and the options that were available um, when they set requirements. But it's time to have a conversation about it and just clear the air and figure out what's going to go on from there. Um, I know it can be nerve wracking bringing issues like this to a bride, especially so close to the wedding date. Um, but she's going to prefer that you do it now versus letting it continue to boil over and Mm -hmm. two nights before the wedding. I mean, I've read stories of bridesmaids just ghosting, like not showing up to the wedding. Like don't, yeah, (laughs) I can't even imagine, but don't let that be you. Um, communicate through the problems you're having with your, with your couple for sure. That's about it for this story. And also, major empathy for this individual. That is a tricky place to be. And the concept of selflessness is not without the empathy of that is a really hard situation. Yeah. And totally reasonable to feel disgruntled or unseen. Or panicky. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of love for you. And it is like, you know, I I can't speak to this too much from my own personal experience, but just from what I've seen of brides and bridesmaids that are plus size and the way that things are marketed to them and the options that they have available. It is something needs to change in the bridal Mm -hmm. fashion world because the average like women's dress size is a 12 or something like that. You know, like it's not a four (laughs) like, but when you look at, you know, Birdie Gray or Azazi or any of these websites that sell these dresses, what you're seeing is somebody who's a size four or size six, you know? And sometimes it only goes up to one X, two X, which I don't know what that translates to, but it's not probably too far off from a 12, you know? Like the average woman is, we're curvy women. Like, busty. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's body is so different. Like, There was another story I was reading where the woman was pregnant and she was having a problem finding something that would fit her on her top because of the way her body was changing in that season of her life. And there just needs to be more um, inclusivity in the design and the marketing and everything when it comes to Mm -hmm. bridal fashion. So anyway, that's my little quick hot take on on that. Mm Next story. A little bit of coffee before we start reading. Yeah, I sound like an eight-year-old woman. <laughs> Title is, How to Drop Out of Being a Bridesmaid? 
On New Year's Eve, my friend of a few months got engaged. That same night, after a few drinks, she asked me to be a bridesmaid. Out of excitement, I said yes right away without fully realizing the cost involved. I was also unaware they were planning on rushing the wedding and getting married in August of this year. This wedding involves paying for travel and accommodations. I'm not in the best place financially right now and paying for the wedding will be a burden on me. I've gone through my budget and expenses trying to find a way to make it work, but I honestly don't see a way of being in the wedding without causing me financial strain. The other issue is there has been a bit of drama in the friend group the last two months. I haven't heard from the bride in over a month, and last time I saw her, she gave me and another bridesmaid the cold shoulder. Basically, the friendship is relatively new and already seems very rocky, so even if I had the extra money, I'd be hesitant to spend $3,000 on a wedding mm. if we might not be friends six months from now. Add in the fact that I don't have the money, I think I'd prefer to drop out. Does anyone have any advice? I feel really guilty, but I'm also worried if I go through with being a bridesmaid, I'm going to resent her later. <laughs> That's a heavy one. I have a friend who is the maid of honor to all of her friends. That kind of core, the way that she loves people is so present. And mm. so every person feels that she is their person. Mm. So she's been invited to like 12 weddings, maid of honor. Oh my God. And she's someone who's so strong and thoughtful and kind. And she's having to tell people no. And these people are like, you're my, like, you're not only can't be in the wedding, but you're going to be my maid of honor. Yeah. Um, and... I haven't heard her exact approach, but just as kind of like letting you know that that is an option to say no and that people do it and it can be done well. And especially just honoring the person, like making them feel loved and it's not any reflection of not being there. Right. But I think it's one of those things to be expected that it won't be received with full selflessness from the bride because of course they, yeah, they there expect. will be pain there. Yes. Yes. But things happen for a reason, you know? The bride will look back and be like, if this had been different than this, and mm -hmm. you never know what kind of gifts you're offering yeah. by honoring your truth. Wow. That's 12. I can't even imagine having enough time for to be that person for 12 people. No. Like, that's that's a selfless individual. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had six people in my wedding party. So I can't even imagine um, having more people that are that close to me <laughs> that I have to be like, not even have to, but like, you know, it's, it's a lot to be a good friend to people and to have people be a good friend back to you. Anyway, I'm like, where, where do I even start? Um, I think what you said of just like, knowing that you have to have the conversation and it might not be the easiest conversation to have um but it's absolutely necessary because you don't want to be in the position to overextend yourself or harbor any kind of resentment to the person that loves you enough to ask you to be in this position obviously there's a connection there mm -hmm. um and because of that connection, it's going to be hard. But just because it's it's definitely going to be hard for the bride doesn't mean it's also not hard for you, right? And, like, 
I think that's something that's showing here is this person is literally coming to Reddit because they're feeling like some type of way about having to be the person that can't be involved and in your friend situation, probably even more so because this is like a new friendship and it's already like a little weird, but for your friend, it's like, that's, there's weight to having to make that decision for herself and still love those brides that mm-hmm. are in their season in whatever way that is healthy for her to do. Right. $3,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. I wonder if that's like, you never know where you can meet the bride too. And maybe there's some openness, even with the tumultuous relationship, I think like choosing tiny portions. Cause you, I think in a wedding season, it's not the time to like pull up all the skeletons in the closet, even mm-hmm. though this is a new relationship having a little bit of both, like talking about the friendship a little with the bride and talking about the money because maybe there's solutions for both. And I think getting it out, especially if you can do it in a really tentative way Hmm. and kindly not saying like, are we going to even be friends in the months to come after this wedding? But just being like, how are you feeling about me being in the wedding? And maybe she'll give you an invitation to not be a part of it. I mean, that might be hard for you to hear as a bridesmaid, but... It might be that it works best for both of you. Right. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. that both of you guys are kind of feeling the same way and to leave it in the bride's court um, when it is her wedding. And it's like, hey, like when I saw you last weekend, it was a little weird. I love you. How can Mm -hmm. I continue to support you? Where, how are you feeling? You know, Um, and then to let the bride kind of take it from there. Um, the fact that this bridesmaid hasn't heard from the bride in over a month, that's pretty crazy to me too. Like there's obviously some communication issues going on here that is more than just this bridesmaid questioning, you know, how to handle the situation. Um, and I don't know, I'm like... Hi, Sage. <laughs> Good morning. Oh. Say hi, bridal babes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, little cameo. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi, bridal babes. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you want to go back to sleep? Good night. Good night. Good night See you in another 30 minutes. Um, I think regardless of there even being any tension in the relationship, if it is a financial burden to this bridesmaid, that within itself is reason enough for her to be able to say, love you, but I cannot participate in the way that you want me to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you can't even afford to go to the wedding if it's going to cost $3,000. That's a lot. And I don't know. How much of that is just to be a bridesmaid versus the travel and accommodations in general? Um, And brides, that's something you need to think about when you're planning a destination wedding and planning a wedding where a lot of people are going to be traveling is it's not just you that you have to take into consideration. I know. Shocker. (laughs) You're like, what? This day is supposed to be all about me. Not everybody can hop on a plane and spend $1,000 just to be there for one night. 
No, they can't. And unfortunately, it's not because they don't love you. It's just because everyone's coming from their own situation, you know? So you have to take that into consideration if you're wanting the priority to be everyone can be there, you know, minimal, no RSVPs, then you're going to have to do it in a very accessible situation. Um, Obviously, this is not a very accessible situation. And it's a lot to ask anybody to go through that. Um, So at the end of the day, bridesmaid from Reddit. (laughs) You got to have a conversation with your bride and maybe you just keep it to the financial stuff right now. And after the wedding, you talk more about what's going on with your relationship. Whatever is the most on your heart. Exactly. Like whatever feels right to you i would hate for you to avoid the conversation and then like fake it through the wedding season because that doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. but also like i would hate for you to bring it up and blow up things out of proportion when they didn't need to be and so it all comes down to knowing your bride knowing the couple every situation is different Mm -hmm. this bride seems a little bit um sensitive to situations just from the reactions i've seen uh in this you know three or four paragraphs but uh so i'd be careful if i were this bridesmaid i'd probably focus on the cost and not and and wait to actually hammer out your relationship issues until the bride has had her moment and is stepping off of her pedestal yes um top comment And this is in quotes. I'm so honored that you asked me to be a bridesmaid, but I've had to buckle down on expenses recently and I'm not in a place where I can afford to give you that day that you want. So I have to decline being a bridesmaid. I'm so happy that you found the person of your dreams and I wish you all the happiness. End quote. If you can't attend the wedding, buy a nice gift. If you can attend but can't afford a gift, do something heartfelt but cheap. Nailed it. Yeah, pretty straight to the point. And it's like, I don't know. You you just can't argue with that as a bride. You're allowed to be hurt when you read something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't stop that from happening. But you can't be mad that your bridesmaid is living her own life and has her own problems. And then, so the next comment says, I think you should say a bit more than, sorry, can't do it, if you care about the friendship. If not, then totally okay to just keep it brief and simple. And yeah, like, that would be sad if you don't care about the friendship at all. Like, that's just crazy to me to think that there's someone asking you to be a bridesmaid. Three months later, there's all this drama and it's like, I don't even want to be, you know, are we going to be friends anymore? It's like, whoa, like, that's not a situation I could be in personally. So it's hard for me to um, (laughs) understand that. But it could it could be the case. It could happen. It's not to say that it can't, but like, I think it comes down to the timing of the communication on these things too. Like you can start with, sorry, can't do it. And then move on to the real issues later. Um, Or you just, you put it all out on the table and you say your play. Yeah. (laughs) Like what's your ideal scenario for how this unfolds? Mm Mm-hmm my needs 
to support you. And like that, that's her saying, like, I want to meet you in some way, but this is where I am to do that. And whether that's like sharing rooms with someone, sharing accommodation, whether that's like car rental or working at some kind of flight discount, there's mm-hmm. just like expressing the need if you do want to go the step, but it kind of sounds like this person's like, I was not tempted to, even if I could afford it, <laughs> which creates, yeah. I mean, that's, I think resentment is an important word because you, you never want to leave something feeling that the efforts were not worth it. For, yes. Like that you're just kind of throwing your energy, time and attention into a void that's not going to be worth something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's three thousand dollars. I know. I haven't ever been to a wedding that I had to pay that much. Like you could make interest on that over time and a high yield saving account. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. that's money that makes a difference. Yeah. It's not. I mean, not and to say one thousand is not. But... It too. Like if she breaches that subject, because it sounds like money is the crux of it. Like mm-hmm. you could probably grit your teeth and bear it if it was just down the street and have a beautiful time. Exactly. But she's probably not the only one feeling mm-hmm. that the money is. Ooh. Yeah. And so someone said, why are you expected to pay $3,000? Are you traveling far or something? So then they laid out their approximate budget. Dress, $110. Flight, $700 round trip. Hotel, $700 for three days. Shoes, $50. Bachelorette party, $300. Ubers while in the visiting city, $100. Hair, $400. Whoa. For a bridesmaid? That's a lot for hair. Maybe she said two hundred fifty pre wedding, one fifty wedding day. So yeah, maybe they're doing like highlights and stuff for their hair, like on their own. Um, food and drink, wedding day gift, blah blah blah. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, the city they are getting married in is one of the most expensive cities in Canada. <sighs> yeah, I mean all of that except for like the. The pre-wedding hair seemed pretty on um, on point with where I was thinking that was going. Because it is. It's not just being in the wedding that's the expensive part. It's being there. And so it's not even... At the end of the day, like, the conversation is not even, should I be in the wedding? It's like, should I go to the wedding in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody wants to have to be in this situation. So I feel for them. And it's also like when you respond to that heat of the moment, they literally had just gotten engaged hours before she asked her to be a bridesmaid. Like that's, that's just hard. Like there, there was a lot of decisions made and not a lot of thought put into the decision making Mm -hmm. process. And now we're here and we have to deal with the, you know, what comes from that. So that's how you drop out of being a bridesmaid. To s- sum it up. <laughs> Another one with a little bit of drama. All right. Title is Need Advice for Close Friend and Bridesmaid Drama. Was wondering if you could help with this situation. I have a college friend of 10 plus years. Let's call her B. B's in our college group of six friends. But when it came time to select bridesmaids, I had some tough decisions to make because the church limited the number of bridesmaids to eight. Mm. I chose three of the college friends, but not B. She was understandably upset with my decision. 
Before she found out through social media, I reached out to her to explain the situation and how sorry I was that I couldn't select her. I still invited her in the college group to the bachelorette party. Mm. Now, she just texted me saying her boyfriend of less than a year has a, quote, close friend's wedding on the same day as mine. This is the first time I'm hearing this. She said it's important to her boyfriend that she attend that out-of-state wedding with him. Mind you, my wedding would also be out-of-state. I'm not sure what to do at this point. I'm a wreck because I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but I did. She would have been a bridesmaid had I had one more spot. Now, she still wants to come to the bachelorette, but I'm struggling with if I still want her to go. I feel it would be very awkward knowing she chose a new boyfriend's friend's wedding over mine, and I'm not sure I can look past that to have a drama-free weekend. But I fear our friendship would be ruined if I uninvited her to the bachelorette. Any advice is appreciated. Mm. Woo wee! I understand both. I understand mm. the feeling of being like, I'm sure she, that it definitely takes some mental gymnastics to get around, whether it's like childhood friends that all of your friends are invited to, but you're not, mm. or, and you want to show up in that way, but I understand how there is like a, this is fair. Like I was an oversight and now this is the reciprocation. Hmm. And I also understand why she would not just knowing herself and being like, if she did come to the bachelorette, I would not, it would not be well with my soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really hard situation to be in because you can't get the bachelorette party back. It's like a one and you're one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could always do girls weekends. It's not like you're never going to have that experience again, but it's not every girls weekend that you get to be the center of the party and people have, you know, you on their boobs and like all, mm-hmm. all the fun stuff, you know? So, um, I think the most important thing is honoring yourself for your bachelorette party if this friend is making decisions that are kind of putting your friendship in a compromised situation, um, you can try and talk that through, you know, like maybe sit them down and explain to them that you did want them to be a bridesmaid. And I've never heard of a church setting a rule, but that's unfortunate that that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's literally out of her hands. Like if she could have had her as a bridesmaid, she would have. And then to feel like not chosen um, on the, what you see as one of the biggest days of your life is really painful. Um, you know, I had a couple of people that couldn't make it to my wedding and some of them were more painful than others, but it's all, I think as a bride, it all comes down to understanding that nobody is going to prioritize your day in the same way that you are going to. It's just physically not possible. Um, just in the same way that like when you have a baby, no one is ever going to love that baby in the same way that you love them. If you have a dog, when you're working on a music project, like whatever it is, like there's something so special in your own eyes about that thing that you're working on. You can't expect all of your friends to be on the same level of the real ones though. Like you definitely don't want to undercredit. No, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, that hurts yeah for the bride too yeah um and yeah exactly not to like 
take away from the people who do everything they can to be there for that day. Yeah, it shows you the true ones. I feel like you were saying that too. You're like, yes. you can spot them out, the true ones. Mm-hmm. No, there were some pr- surprising things for my wedding, for sure. But I've also been that person that last minute had to RSVP, like change my RSVP, but I was mm-hmm. sick. So there's things that happen. And it it just depends on um, the intention. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> It, it would feel very, um, I would feel very, like, lesser than to know that I had a friend pick of her boyfriend's random friend's wedding over mine, though. Like, I think that would be the hardest part of all of this. Um, but if she hasn't communicated with that bridesmaid, that not the bridesmaid, the friend that was going to be a bridesmaid but couldn't be a bridesmaid because of the size limits, if she hasn't communicated with her, like how much she loves her and how much she would have wanted her to be a part of that day, then you also now can't hold anything over her head when she's making decisions about going to this other wedding. Like you're not communicating clearly to to her how much you prioritize her and now you're getting upset at her not prioritizing Mm -hmm. you. So it's like words have to be spoken. Yeah. Affirmations. Yeah. Um, But in regard to the bachelorette party, uh, I just think the best thing is to have a conversation with the friend, like, and go from there because if you don't have a conversation and then you pretend like everything's fine and you go through the bachelorette party and then it's not fine, then you're going to be mad at yourself Mm -hmm. for making this decision. Um, And it's, it's almost like you're creating this situation for yourself when you could have actually done something to avoid it in the first place. Um, And that's communicating through it or just deciding, Hey, um, maybe you make something stupid up. And you say, I'm, this is for people who are going to be at the wedding only. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you don't feel comfortable telling her, like, I'm going to be uncomfortable if you're there because you're making me feel some type of way right now. Um, you know, just come up with something. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend lying to people in general. But sometimes you need to soften blows when it's not worth, oh, yeah. like... Um, well, she's creating the rules, so it's not even a lie. She's like, this is the rule that I created. <laughs> yeah. Pour my feelings out. Yeah. And I think it also... It, it gets sticky when you open things up to large groups like this, too. If you decide to, that's that's a you decision, bridal babes. I'm glad that I kept my everything pretty tight-knit mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to deal with all of the drama that could come from you did overextending. Thank you. Yeah. You knew yourself and how to make it easy for everyone, even when it was hard in the moment. Yeah. And there are people that I would have also loved to have as a bridesmaid, but it just got to a point where it's like, if I invite this person to be a bridesmaid, then why not this person that I also love? And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, am I going to have 13 bridesmaids? I don't want to have 13 bridesmaids. That's a lot. Like, I don't want to have to deal with people saying, you know, I can't be at your bachelorette party or, you know, all of this stuff. I wanted to keep it small to reduce any obstacles that could be presented. And just like, it's just extra. Sometimes it can be extra. Um, so... Top comment, 
Uninviting her to the bachelorette because you're upset that she's not coming to your wedding is basically telling your friend that if they have priorities that aren't you, you're dropping them as friends. That's not a nice friendship. I understand that this is disappointing, but you don't know her relationships. You don't know if her boyfriend is controlling or they're moving very fast into marriage or what. It's not great knowing that we aren't the top priority of our friends, but she wasn't yours either. And it's never fun being made to choose. You of all people should know this. You're not a bad friend for not making her a bridesmaid, but she's not a bad person for having other obligations either. Show her the same grace you have been hoping from her. Mm. Tell her to have fun and tell her that you look forward to being able to at least have a fantastic bachelorette party with her so she can get wedding feels with you before she has to attend something else. You can make choices here. Either build on your memories and joy together or yank away what's left in punitive anger. I hope you choose what makes your life more fulfilling and joyful instead of more punitive and smaller. Wow, just put yeah. me in my place. <laughs> I mean, if you've had that done to you, it's like, I think it's easy to be like, but it's my day. And it's it's a very specific, like receiving a rejection letter from your dream college or dream job. Hmm. It's like, there, you, there's no way of receiving that. And it's great of her that she did message because a lot of the time you just don't get a bridesmaid invite and you're left to do all of the mature wisdom yes. checklist yourself. Right. Like, I should love this person and be grateful for them. Like, I should love people that love me back. This is obviously not where we're at. Mm-hmm. But to actually say, like, I care for you, as she did, and message her, and she told her the logistics of why. So I think that that is great on her. Yes. And something most people don't do. Yes, that was a big a big friend move for her to, before she posted anything on social media, reach out to this friend and let her know. Like, because she obviously knew it, it would hurt. Yes. Um, and that shows that this bride like really cares about this friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that all these decisions that this friend is making is affecting her at such a deep level. I just wish the church would let her have more bridesmaids. Yeah. It seems like a bit of an eye for eye business is what I'm sensing. Yeah. She's like, you hurt me. So you're giving me a hall pass to hurt you. Yeah. Like, they both just need to come together and say, yeah. I'm sorry. Which is why the comment, I think. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. But this is what you have to do if you want to <laughs> just make yourself feel better and not right. try to fix someone else. Just starting on fixing yourself. Yeah. And your pick, pick the more fulfilling side mm-hmm. of life. Cutting her out and, you know, letting her actions affect your state of emotion not the best move (laughs) talking through it and being in control of your own emotions and knowing no matter what your friend decides to do like you just got to keep doing you um and celebrate in whatever way you can right like i had a friend that couldn't make it to my wedding day but she came the next day because that's what she could do and like that to me meant the world because she didn't even have to drive out there just to be there for the brunch but she did and that made me feel so loved yeah. You know, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good to hear I can't be at your wedding, but it's it's what they're trying to do in like wait, where am I going? It's the way that they compensate and make up right. for that that matters most, I think. Do you think it's worth touching on too also like the bride knowing like what is a good time investment? Like hmm. sometimes relation like weddings bring out the state of a relationship and like how strong or weak they are and how people yeah. react. And sometimes you do have to 
to cut the ties when you're saying like, I'm stepping into a marriage that's going to be the foundation for how Mm -hmm. I live the rest of my life and who's going to be there to support me. And I think that's something. And that's for her to decide whether she needs to put her big girl wedding shoes on and forgive or if she has to look for the long run and be like, this is a friendship that's not serving me. So I do have the right to say. But knowing that that is kind of a cutting of ties action to say don't come to the bachelorette yeah exactly because you've now made two discretions yeah pushing the person away yes exactly yeah you're the one closing that door at the end yeah. of the day her decision to go to another wedding yes that's painful but you're the one that gets to leave the door open or closed mm-hmm. based off of her actions so yeah well said <sighs> it these Situation's going to be sticky, though. And that's exactly why we're having a whole episode dedicated to the bridesmaid woes. Because it's very real. And every situation is different. Okay. So this is more um, from the bride perspective, asking a question about their bridesmaids. The title is, Is it rude to not offer hair and makeup for my bridesmaids? Hi everyone, I'm getting married in September of 2024 and it's going to be a smaller wedding, around 60 guests, at a botanical garden near my house. I'm starting to book vendors now and I'm at a huge divide when it comes to hair and makeup. I'm pretty good at doing my own hair and makeup, so I was planning on just doing my own for my wedding. I know what works for my face makeup-wise and I'm just doing a simple half-up, half-down hairstyle. I'm just concerned that it'll be considered rude that I'm not offering hair and makeup services for my bridesmaids. I'm super laid back and don't really have a specific vision for what they should look like. I'm fine with them just doing whatever they're comfortable doing. I may just invite them over that morning to do their makeup at my house since it's close to the venue and so we can still get ready in the morning, but I wanted to get others' opinions. If you were in their position, would you be upset, annoyed that the bride didn't offer a professional hair and makeup service? Thanks in advance. Yeah, I guess there's some feedback on that. I think that, is she saying that she's not going to pay for it or that she's not going to connect her bridesmaids to a vendor? She's just not even going to have any. Like, she's not going to have hair and makeup for herself, so she's not going to have hair and makeup available. I think, I mean, I always see, if someone else is paying for hair and makeup, I am just overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm like, that is so generous. I think it goes into... That's looking out for your bridesmaids because not everyone's good at makeup and hair. Hmm. And if the idea too, that this time is such an experience, it's such a big chapter of the wedding, the getting ready beforehand. And so also her preparing for that, I think is worth time investment. Like you want to honor your bridesmaids, even to let them have the invitation to honor you and like watch you get ready and have it be exciting and have there be drinks, whether it's tea or champagne and, (laughs) It's just, it's like one of the most memorable parts of the wedding. Like the wedding goes by so fast, but this time where you're getting ready is so precious and important. Mm -hmm. And I think even just offering them like a Sephora lady or find, you know, on next door, someone that can come and say, I'm not getting my hair and makeup done, but here is what I found. If you want that. Yeah. I think that kind of is generally the bride does cowgirl up for that. Yeah. Even just to offer, not to pay. But no, to connect someone. I think that's a really good point of like, not everybody 
can do hair and makeup in the way that you might be able to do hair and makeup. Yeah, that's been um, me before. Yeah, I know. I, I would totally opt for a professional, especially for situations like this where it's being photographed. Because I literally, like, what I have on today, that's all I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, let me, like, experiment with different eyeshadow colors. And, like, Your you asked me for well. lip color. And I'm like, here's ba- lip balm. Like... <laughs> Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't even have like the right foundation to put on for photographs, you know? So it's like, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Um, But also then there's the point of like, if the bride isn't getting professional hair and makeup done, it's very important if she is going to be offering professional hair and makeup to her bridesmaids, to whoever's doing that, to make sure it stays at a level that leaves the bride as the focus. Like you do not want your bridesmaids have like no offense looking like stunning compared to you you know like Like, yeah like there's just professional hair and makeup artists know what they're doing um and they also come with lots of fun accessories like eyelash extensions and you know little things like that um that maybe you don't want your like you should if you're the bride, you should be the one that's standing out the most. That's just the fact of the matter. Like you can't fight the natural beauty of the people that are around you, but you want to make sure like you're the one that's got the best glow, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just that level of like this bride in this situation just needs to do some good communicating with uh, whoever that hair and makeup artist might be beforehand so that they know how to prep the bridesmaids in a way that is still respectful to whatever the bride is doing with her makeup. So that, that would be my only concern if uh, the bride isn't doing professional hair and makeup. But I, like you said, I don't think it's a requirement to have it paid for at all. Like it's a huge gift. That is like, I think anything. And there are some people who would say, you know, if you were wanting someone to be a bridesmaid, you should pay for everything that they're doing, their dress, their hair, their travel, their accommodations. And it's like, whoa, like we're not all in this situation where we can afford to, you know, host six to 10 people in that kind of way for a whole Mm -hmm. weekend. If you are amazing. Like my family, we were able to prioritize wedding budget to making sure that the housing was paid for for my bridesmaids, that they had hair and makeup. Even my bride um, bridesman had a little bit of face freshening. And so that was super fun. And like you said, it is actually sometimes longer than the wedding itself, the getting ready process. Like we started getting ready at 8.30 in the morning and weren't done until 3.30 in the afternoon. that's nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> the wedding was eight. It's so it's like the core memory for me. Yeah. Getting ready. Yeah. Of our friends' weddings. And, and especially like since you've been a bridesmaid, you've got to experience it and be in that retrospective of like, wow, looking back on it, that getting ready is actually a really huge, important part of the day. Um, and if this bride hasn't necessarily been in those shoes before, she might not know um, how much of an impact those hours leading up to the wedding Mm -hmm. will have on like the camaraderie of the group, you know, just getting the vibes going. Like you want your hype squad feeling hyped and like 
together and getting that energy building and the excitement and the support and all the hand grabbing and little moments and card exchanges and having like these options offers the best experience for the bridesmaids even if nobody ends up using them like it it takes a little bit of research on the bride's end to be able to provide the recommendation of somebody but other than that like just thinking about it (laughs) oh about the getting ready yeah it's so beautiful it is it's wild and the moms are there if you have if you're blessed to have a mother or some mother figure or father figure i don't think they really go back there but (laughs) they could but it depends i would definitely encourage making it a ceremony of some kind yeah your experience ritualistic Mm -hmm. dressing up and lifting up but I think I also, I've been, I've had backyard weddings that were homegrown. Um, one of my friends who got married right after college. And those are special too. And the getting ready was not a core memory. It was like dancing. And those were, there was other precious moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you, knowing your type too, like doing unconventional is great. I'm sure if I am in the shoes to get married down the road, I would love to have it be different and unconventional. And so if that's not something you prioritize, you could use that time and energy somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I mean, go bowling if you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mix it up. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. It's like maybe there's somebody in the bridal party who could help the other bridesmaids with their hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. But I think having something for people yes. who don't feel like super confident in their ability. Like you helped me with my hair for Kara's wedding. Thank God. Cause I was like, I'm doing half up, half down. I don't know what else to do. And you're like, let's wrap your hair around the thing. And I'm like, wow, it's a whole thing now. <laughs> like we just, we all need a Katie Rose. That's going to be able to help us figure out our ish at the end during the day. Because if not, um, you know, you're going to be made. We'll have a Reddit feed and be asking <laughs> and show up on the podcast or it'll be after the wedding. Am I, you know, I don't want to share these photos because I feel like I look like a penguin and whatever. So mm-hmm. do the due diligence ahead of time for sure. Um, and this bride has a lot of time to prepare. Her wedding isn't until next September. So she has got, I mean, you literally, you don't have to have the answer for this hair and makeup situation until next July. Like, you have time, girl. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. But the fact that you are concerned about this means you're a really good friend. And I love that for you. So, yay. (laughs) Okay, top comment. I don't think it's rude at all, especially if you were just planning on doing your own hair and makeup. If you wanted, you could bring it up to your girls and ask if anyone was going to want it done by a professional and have them pay for their own. But most hair and makeup require a minimum amount of services, so if it's only one or two people that would pay for their own hair and makeup, then it wouldn't be worth it to hire a hair and makeup artist. For me personally, I wanted the whole pampered treatment on the day of and offered the hair and makeup services to my girls as a gift because I didn't want to do the traditional bridesmaid gifts that they probably weren't going to use after the wedding anyways. And that's a good thing to look at too, like... um. You know, if you were thinking of getting them a gift, this could be a good gift. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, you don't have to have the professional. I think just knowing, do I have somebody in this group that can contour a face? Do I have somebody in this group that knows how to curl hair? Like, is there, will these jobs be fulfilled by somebody in the party 
Or do we need to go and find a hair and makeup artist? And yes, I think some hair and makeup artists require a minimum amount of services, but there's also people like individual artists that you can just hire. Like I hired somebody for my engagement photos. They weren't requiring me to like book a certain amount of services. They Mm -hmm. just, I just paid them to do my hair and makeup, you know? So where there's a will, there's a way. So yeah, I think there's, you know, a lot of different ways to, to respond to this, but number one, talk to your bridesmaids and see what their comfort level is and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's remember how important those hours are leading up to the wedding. Um, and how can you help make the most of that time? Yeah. Yeah. Cause the day flies by so fast. And I literally, I made a whole playlist for the getting ready. I thought it was going to be like, we were going to have this sweet little moment where we all put on our PJs together and we were like, and that didn't happen. And I couldn't figure out how to play my playlist on the speakers from the house. And that's okay. But I, I'll I'll listen to it still to this day. I'm like, this is my vibe. This is my getting ready playlist. Like make me feel in my feels. Those PJs are so good. Aren't they? Yeah. Those are good PJs. The matching fits. I mean, you can get silk robes on Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's ways to be mindful of a budget and time mm-hmm. that just make a world. Yes, it's fun. I think it, that's the thing. It's like, it's just fun. But also, everyone from my wedding still wears those PJs. So I'm like, yay. Like, that was a good buy. Yes. It wasn't... Because sometimes you'll be like, oh, wow, this is... I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but in giving useful things. Totally off topic from the story. But um, okay. So. Oh, one more story. Title is, should I decline being a bridesmaid if I hate the maid of honor? One of my best friends just got engaged and asked me to be a bridesmaid for her wedding. I love her and want to support her, but the trouble is, is that her maid of honor is an ex-friend of mine, and we had a falling out. Towards the end of the friendship, she had grown increasingly shallow, elitist, and mean-spirited. The kicker was when she ended up completely bailing on me and abandoning me when I went through a dark depression, never reaching out once, despite our mutual friends, the bride, encouraging her to do so, since she had once claimed me to be one of her best friends. Obviously, there's a lot of lingering pain and resentment here, leading to pretty intense anxiety in the few scenarios where we end up in the same room. I love my friend and want to support her, but I'm not sure if I should suck it up and put aside my own anxieties since this time is about her and our friendship, or should I protect myself and admit that I don't have the emotional capacity to be her bridesmaid and better support her as a guest? I don't have much experience as a bridesmaid, so I'm also not sure how closely I'd have to work with the maid of honor. Any advice is much appreciated. Mm. Ooh. Well, (laughs) I mean, it feels well with me, this concept of what she's saying. Where she's saying, like, what is the level of engagement? Like, I don't know if I have the emotional bandwidth to be everything I want to be for you and also to just down-regulate every time I experience backlash from this one individual. That is one understandable perspective. I've also been, I mean, the friends you grow up with, 
they adopt and branch off into groups of people that you could probably be 180 from. And whenever I'm in those environments, it's always better than I had imagined. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like, I mean, this comes from embedded firsthand experience that this woman's had with the maid of honor. But there's always time to just, like for me, it's going to hot yoga. Like I've done destination weddings where like I just found a time to do whatever my happy place is and like branch off, whether it's having to wake up early to like get everything aligned before. Um, But there's lots of ways I think to enjoy the other people there to just prioritize your mental health and be present for your friend and not have to worry in hindsight about what could I have done more. Right. And to just like do your best. And it's, I mean, unless this woman is aggressive and combative and like is going to seek out your demise, which <laughs> I I tend to keep a long like Heisman arm away from people like that. Yeah. Um, it depends on how vindictive the maid of honor is. If she just like passively not a kind or thoughtful person, then you can engage elsewhere and expect her not to suddenly change her heart mm-hmm. on this. You know, don't expect reconciliation necessarily, but be open to that happening. Engage with the other women, engage with yourself, engage with the bride. Yeah. I'd be interested to know how many people are in this bridal party, too. Because if it's, like, only one other person, then that's hard. Because then you only have one person to, like, lean on to in those moments. But if there's four other people, then, like, the maid of honor is barely even in your hemisphere. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, you don't have to be worried about her, what she's doing at these pre-wedding events, wedding day. You know, she's going to be sending out if she's a good maid of honor is going to be sending out text messages, reminding you of what you need to be doing. You know, she's going to be like in communication with you, but she's not going to be all up in your business. Like, unless that's her MO, but typically, you know, from my own experience, being a maid of honor, having a maid of honor, like you're not going and directly being like, Hey, Jennifer, bridesmaid number three, did you get your dress? You know, Hannah's waiting for your dress. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to send her a picture. You like, you're going to send out a general group text message saying, hey, Hannah just wanted me to send a reminder, letting everybody know next Friday is the last day to make adjustments to your dress, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be, like, over the top, in your face, aggressively, like one-on-one interaction with that maid of honor from from my experience Mm -hmm. this maid of honor could be different and again that goes down to like is she just like not a good person but you can deal with her or is she like intentionally evil to you right you know and she kind of has to be switzerland as the maid of honor Mm -hmm. and be diplomatic to each person there and i'm sure there's conversation occurring between the bride and her that's like preemptive like you are going to have to hold space well. Yes. And she's invited here. She's here for a reason. So treat her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can ha- be hard to, uh, as a bride, you feel like you need to pick that person to be ma- your maid of honor that is like being your best friend and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes their personality is not the best person to be a yeah, maid of honor. that's interesting. If they're not going to be that Switzerland for you, then that friend in your life needs to understand like it's not personal they just don't have the personality type to be like running this yeah there's so much like keeping all the eggs in a basket party planning de-escalating drama like 
communicating with bridesmaids. There's a lot of responsibility that goes on the maid of honor's shoulders. And so as a bride, it's really important for you to pick the right person. And if you feel like your bestie is going to be really offended that you didn't pick them, maybe it's time to have a conversation with them about how their actions can come across or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever your specific situation is. For me personally, I'm like, I'm glad I I just wouldn't even have had that problem because I don't, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. keep people in my life that like I don't trust in that kind of way. Right. You know, like I like to think I'm a good quality judge of character and so I I couldn't even imagine having drama like this in my wedding um but so for this bridesmaid um I think it all comes down to like what you said is this a situation where the maid of honor is just not fun to be around or is it like triggering and painful and like personal you know Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's the second and you don't know how to cope with those things, then maybe it is better for you to just step aside and be a wedding guest and, you know, not put yourself in the situation where you're going to be getting ready with this maid of honor for nine hours on the wedding day and doing a bachelorette party for a whole weekend. And it really just comes down to knowing yourself, um, knowing your limits Um, I hope that you can put whatever is, you know, the pain point between you and the maid of honor to the side just to be there for the bride. Um, and maybe this is the, the white flag that you both needed in your Mm -hmm. relationship to be able to come together again, because you guys used to be best friends and whatever happened, you know, maybe it can be talked out. Maybe there's just miscommunications. Maybe there was misunderstandings or maybe, this person was going through a really hard time as well and they didn't know how to talk about it. You know, there's, we never know until we can know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know until you can know. The lived experience. Yeah. So I think just at the end of the day, all of these stories come down to communication, knowing the people that you're, I say working with because as a bridesmaid, you're like kind yeah. of working with a couple um, or a, a member of that couple. So know the people you're working with, um, know yourself, know how to communicate. And like, if you don't know at the beginning of the process, I... <laughs> Oh my God. This guy is... <laughs> That's scary. I wish you could hear that on the mic. It's like, it sounds like a wet one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bridal babes, that's just the doorstop and the dog. When you put a dog on a doorstop, what are you going to get? <laughs> she was just as alarmed as you were. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I don't even remember what I was saying, but... Communicating what you're yeah, working with. Yeah, yep. You just got to communicate. And it's so cliche, but, like, it solves problems mm-hmm. and saves lives. <laughs> yes. So, okay, well... I think that's all the stories that we have time for today. Um, is there anything else you feel like, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who's about to be a bridesmaid or like just one thing that you've, you really think people should learn from your experiences of being a bridesmaid, what would that be? 
I think it is this like this concept of like constantly weighing what's the least that I can do and what's the most that I can do because I'm always so inspired by the the leaps that people go towards and I think as someone that I can't expect in my life someone pouring that much love into me it just like brings me to tears Mm -hmm. seeing the way that people show up for each other and this collective showing up where everyone is putting all of their attention and love is unlike anything else we get to experience in this world because our attention is usually so divided and so, yeah, doing the least that you can do to honor yourself and then also asking yourself, like, what is the biggest home run I can do? How can I work towards that for this person? Mm. Even if, I mean, if you're being asked to be in this position and even if there are some people that weren't that close with the bride and even then it's, you were chosen and this is such an opportunity in life to learn about how can I love the people that surround me even more? Yeah. Um, but that's what I would say. I love that. And then one day you'll receive it. Yeah. So, and it might not be in a marriage. It could be in so many other things, but it's remembered. It comes around. Oh my gosh. So poured out. It, every little thing means the world. I mean, as someone who is like a quality time person, knowing that people like you took the time to prioritize me be there, support me, listen to my woes, not tell me I was being a bridezilla or, you know, that I was overreacting about anything. Like, you guys were my rock that day. And, like, bridal babes, it is so important. I mean, not to just pick the right bridesmaids, to to pick the right friends. Because at the yeah. end of the day, like, that's who turns into your bridesmaids. Unless you're, like, trying to hire a bridesmaid, which we didn't even get into that today because... I I think the point of a bridesmaid is not to have people at the altar for pictures. It's to have the emotional support. So yeah, up to you and what your priority is. But, like, you don't just have a bridesmaid to have a person up there. It's because you you want their emotional energy, their support, their guidance along the way. Like, there's so much more than just having a person standing next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's like what the weight of that relationship is at the end of the day that matters most. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I think I was going to get into like not having a bridal party. I've also been to a wedding where I was technically the maid of honor, but there wasn't a bridesmaid. There's a bachelorette party after the wedding mm-hmm. to Telluride and it was so fun. Yeah. And she really just like, dethroned the whole situation it was so casual it was at this beautiful house and they had a private ceremony in mexico Mm. and it was just their intimate family and it was beautiful and then they had a party and so there was no standing up at the altar and it was so much fun and so cool to see (laughs) like as maid of honor love that (laughs) (laughs) yeah love that for me and i was like you know where you don't get to stand up there with you and it's just as good doing what you did it was so fun Mm. you can mix it up yep there are so many different ways to go about it and like i have said before it's a dify wedding world do it for you so if you're making a decision because you feel pressure from society or pressure from your family or your friends take a step back reevaluate and like (laughs) If you feel like you're being put between two different things, just uh, go in the opposite direction. I don't know. There's so too many little details that people can get so caught up on that at the end of the day, you are marrying the person that you love. 
Hopefully you have amazing people that are supporting you through this season. Um, and that's what matters the most about everything. Not the dress color, not, you know, who can be there when, not having to shell out an extra $500 to help one of your bridesmaids be able to participate. Those are the things that might seem like a big deal in the moment, but after everything's all said and done, like you had your best friends and the person that you love and what, what more could you ask for? Mm -hmm. So pick your bridesmaids wisely, just like your boogers or whatever that's saying is pick your friends like you pick your boogers what is it um i haven't heard that one but <laughs> pick your friends like you pick your nose bridal <laughs> babes whatever that thing is so anyway that's it for today's episode <laughs> oh it was such a pleasure i'm so glad i got to steal you away knock my your head studio while you're in town yeah currently katie rose lives in new york but we're trying to steal her back to texas full time so Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> Thanks, Sage, for being our extra special guest of the day. Oh. All of your insight was duly noted and very, very helpful. Yeah. She was our DJ Khaled door stopper. <laughs> Audio effect. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, that's it for today's episode, Bridal Babes. I hope that you learned a lot about picking bridesmaids. If you're going to be a bridesmaid, I hope you learned something about the process that you're about to enter into. As always, don't forget that the buzz does not stop here. We are everywhere online. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, even Reddit, wherever you want to find us um, to find all of your favorite wedding inspiration and tips. Uh, we are here to help you have the most magical, most peaceful day that you can have. So mm -hmm. I hope you hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, let us know how you felt about this episode in the comments. Find Katie Rose on Instagram and follow her along on her life's journeys. And with that, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> Bye.